one up on top. Mm, I'm not so sure. How many are in the same boat as I am? That you'd rather, yeah, see, we've got lots of volunteers. If you could bring Larry the roof down here, maybe you get a crane, lift the whole thing off, put it down here, we'll rescue. Hmm? Oh, you'll go on the roof? So we just throw them up to you as you are up there. Okay. I knew there was something that was going on there. And, uh, but anyway, praise God for this whole idea of renewal uh, of the Spirit. And we're going to talk a lot more, both in the testimony, and I've got two testimonies, and then the Word, uh, because I see that Paul is trying to challenge Titus and the church that they need to be renewed in the spirit. Now, that may seem like a very big challenge that, that Paul would tell the church, you know, through Titus. Uh, Titus, go back to the church and tell them that they need to be renewed in the spirit. Uh, some may be offended by that, but sometimes when you travel along as a believer, sometimes you just get overwhelmed by the old things and you kind of lead other things off on one side, another side, and... And you just kind of get stuck in a rut. Uh, I heard a, a, a person in Bible school said to me, you know what the definition of a rut is? And, it, and they said, well, yeah, it's a grave with no ends in it. And I got thinking, well, that's probably true. We want to welcome you all here today to thank you, Victor, for what you've done. There's a song that I leads just beautifully into what we're dealing with today. But... Uh, the last time we were here in June, we talked about the ministry that we were doing in Ukraine. We got a little bit of a PowerPoint we're going to put up here because some of you were involved in giving towards that, and I want to challenge you. Uh, we, we're still going on, and uh, if you can put it up, this is a map of Ukraine, and we're working with people over in the eastern side. Am I right now? Huh? Over in Tenopil, over there, uh, a lot of the war is going on in the western side. Have I got that straight? I got my east and west straightened around? Do we have a vote on that? How many think I'm in the east or in the west? <laughs> on this side is where the war is going on, and on this side is where the people are, fl are fleeing to the west. Yeah, because if you put the map of Canada up there, the west would be over there in the east. I got it. I did go to school once. I mean, I, um, anyway, we need to take this serious. And, and go to the next slide. Uh, this couple had caught the vision about uh, handing out uh, these booklets that you have seen a bunch of in the back. Uh, this one is called Nicodemus. And uh, they're a couple that picked up the vision. And go to the next slide. And they're beginning to, uh, they have printed the Nicodemus books. Next slide. We're just going to go through this quickly. And these are evangelistic booklets that have been, you know, dealing with Dick and Nicodemus, uh, the whole area of his life in the Bible. Uh, go, is this the printed one? I think, click on this one. Yeah, there's actually some action in this one. So they've taken this and turned it in. This is a massive printing. This is a miracle how all this even came about. But they're printing over there. Can you imagine? We felt a burden that we should print <laughs> in Ukraine. But we couldn't find anybody that was interesting, so interested in doing it. So we talked to somebody in Calgary who told us to talk to somebody in Edmonton, which we did, who told us to talk to somebody in Ukraine, which was them. 
And she told us that after she translated this and said, oh, by the way, I work at a big printing company. Is that okay? And do you see how God, you know, leads? Go to the next one, uh, the slide. They click on this one. And what has happened now, they have taken these Nicodemus books and they're giving out a thousand uh, hampers, as you would call it, per day to minister to the people who are going from the east to the west. And uh, this is what they're going on. Uh, next slide. And so they're putting them in the hampers. And then the next slide again. And you can uh, see what's going on there. These hampers, people are providing money for food. And so the, the gospel is going out. One more slide. And uh, can you imagine a thousand bags a day that people, I don't know if it's how many days, we only had enough funds to print 5,000, so <laughs> I'm sure they're probably all gone now. But the, the gospel, in the midst of war, what is unique, in the midst of war, God is raising up people and saying, we still got to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's what I love about this. And they needed just materials. We had the materials. God worked out the connections and brought it together. Next one. And here they're preparing everything. This is Tanya, the one who did the translating. And uh, we're just finishing up this week. Next slide. Uh, they're now going to go with David's song, which is our first book that we did, which is now in 18 different languages. And they've now translated. And Lord willing, as the funds, we, we need more funds than what has come in because we have opportunity now to print thousands upon thousands upon thousands for the people in Ukraine. And that pretty well for every little booklet we make up, it takes about 25 cents. So, and they're really well done. If you haven't seen them, they're in color. People tend not to throw them away and they tend to read them. I even, I even had one guy a few weeks ago to me, said, yeah, I got that. We put them in the mail sometimes locally or in grab bags locally. And the guy said to me, yeah, I got that. I said, you know, and he says, but I thought it was from Jehovah Witnesses. And so I've got it beside my desk. I'm trying to get up enough nerve to read it. I guess they're the only one else that hands out evangelistic tracts. And so, but I thought, well, we'll start something new, right? Why don't, why don't the evangelicals kind of get into this? And so... Uh, so we're going to be going off with, with, with David's song shortly. But I also wanted just to say to you, that since that time that we have talked, God just, you know, again, if we're thinking about renewing of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we have to be the one he renews, right? You can, you can close this uh, PowerPoint down. And from then, God continues to speak on to us. Because we had children at the mall when we were handing these all out. Said, you got any kind of posters or anything? Well, yeah, now we've got posters. You can hang up. Kids need posters, Christian posters to hang up. And we got hundreds of pictures. So now we got posters. And then we were out in the mall. They're all free. And one weekend, the guy, some guys were out there was deeply touched by, by uh, the Jonah book. And he, but he was out there mall for the weekend handing out um, Bible cards, or not Bible cards, uh, hockey cards. And the thought, you know me, I, my wife says, you got to stop thinking. And I thought, well, they can have Bible cards. Why can't, or uh, hockey cards, why can't we have Bible cards? So now we got Bible cards. We got all the pictures. We got all the writing. And so now we have Bible cards that, that challenge 
people. So you, if you want to go around and have a purse full of Bible cards that you can hand out all the way around, we got Jonah, Adam and Eve, Moses, Jesus, Rebecca, Nicodemus, Ruth, David. We don't have them here, but we do, we'll be having them soon. And so God just does miracles after miracles. But what I, I believe needs to happen for all of us as we talk about this renewing in the Spirit is the idea of getting our eyes open to what the Spirit of God wants to do. And if we're not planning for what the Spirit of God wants to do, then how can the Spirit of God work through us? And what I mean by that, I, I want to give one other testimony before we uh, go on too much further here into the Word of God. Well, we went away for three weeks, and uh, we were going to be driving eight days and visiting for eight days. But my lovely wife, Colwyn, says, you know, let's take a bunch of these books along, fill up the car with some books and other things, and just see what the Spirit will do. See, if you don't get ready to do something, you know, and get the things prepared, how can God then do it? So there had to be kind of a renewing of this idea. Okay, can we trust that if we put all these things in different boxes and things in the car, that, that God is going to open up the doors? So when we get out to, we began our journey, we got different ones in the car, and we got different discipleship books in the car, and we go on our trip, and I just finished preaching that morning, and we drive out to Briar. Two, three. There it is. I'll just stay with this one, if that's okay. Pastor, I'll just... And, and so while we're traveling along uh, on this little trip to head out to Haida Gwaii, anyone know where Haida Gwaii is, the Queen Charlotte Islands? It's the beginning where highway number 16 begins. It's number zero. Uh, you, so you can drive about an hour on highway 16 and then eight hours on a ferry and then you get back on highway 16 and travel across Canada. So we were out there. So we were traveling to go out there. My son has moved out there. We hadn't seen our grandkids for three years and so we went out to see them. And, uh, but we had in our back of our mind, Lord, we just want to have the renewal of your spirit and be back like the olden days where the spirit of God just moved powerfully in all kinds of things. Do you, how many know those olden days? Oh, some of you don't want to talk about it. Okay. Thank you for the one. I remember them. You know, the days of revival and the days of God were just doing all kinds of neat things. You remember that. God bless you for remembering that. The rest of us have forgotten. But I'm going to remind you today. And uh, so we go out to Briarcrest, and we're saying, okay, Lord, here we got all these books, and next thing you know, we're walking around campus, and, and, and they got a volleyball tournament on. Uh, not a volleyball tournament, a volleyball school. And so Colwyn says, hey, you know, maybe we need to find somebody. So 
So we're walking around, and of course, Colwyn's praying and prayed this, and anything that Colwyn prays, God answers. You know that, right? And uh, so a guy walks up to us and says, are you lost? And I said, no. But he said, we're looking for someone to, that we can give these booklets to that can use them at the volleyball camp. Well, I'm him. <laughs> Just walked right up to us. Well, praise God for that. And then we wanted to go over and see if we could uh, see Dr. Magnus uh, at the school. And uh, we didn't know where he lived, so we kind of drove down the street. And Cohen said, well, there's someone in that house there. Why don't we just go and to that house? So we go to that house, and he sees a stranger walking up to his house. And, and he says, uh, I said, is Paul Magnus around here? Yeah, he just got home. See that garage over there that's just starting to close the door? That's his place. So I go over to Dr. Magnus's house and say, hi, do you remember me? And, of course, we do know each other. And he invited us in and had a great time of fellowship. What I'm trying to say is that when you begin to walk in the newness of the Spirit or in the fullness of the Spirit, he guides. And then we go on the next day to Medicine Hat. And while we're in Medicine Hat, we go eat at a Wendy's. Well, at, at Wendy's, at this particular Wendy's, there happens to be a lot of Filipino people working in Wendy's. Well, we happen to have one of our books translated in the Filipino. We happen to have it in the car. So I go up to the lady and says, hi, we got these David songs that are translated into Filipino. Do you think anybody in here would be interested in them? Well, yeah, I like some. Not only that, can you bring in enough for all our staff? Says, we got them in the car. <laughs> so I go out and bring them in the car plus all the other things. See, I think God wants to lead us, but are we willing to be led? And then we moved on for there. And as I was driving into Calgary, I have a friend there in Calgary who, who I've known for a long time. We call him up about half an hour before Calgary and says, Hey, can you, uh, we just want to drop in and say hi to you. And he says, Oh, I'm just doing radio broadcasts. And uh, can you come right to our house and do two radio broadcasts that will be all over Manitoba or all over B uh, Alberta and also in Africa? He says, I want you to think about it while you're driving. <laughs> I still had a half an hour. So we get there, and we do radio broadcasts. But while we're there, he says, can you come on out for supper? And we go out with supper with another couple, and, and this couple uh, are evangelists. And they say, wow, these materials are really great. We do evangelism all across Canada. Can we have some? Do you see God's handiwork? If you're not open to see it, you will not see. That's why, Victor, when one of those songs you said, it talked about seeing and faith, you know, it's true. And so the lady after the supper comes up to us and says, you know, uh, I just feel led of the Lord. I should give you some money for gas because gas is expensive. And I said, well, thank you. So she gave me that old handshake with $200 in it. And I, I go and I sit there in the car and I sit to call. But then... As I look over, she's knocking the window, and the Lord had just spoken to her. I didn't give you enough. So she gave us another $150 because she said gas expensive. I got that point. So now we got $350. See how God can move. And then we get out to uh, the Hidegway Island. Many other things. I'm just trying to make a, a Reader's Digest here. And we're walking around, and we're in one of these stores that they make all these souvenirs and everything. And Colwyn points out to me and says, see that little doll there with all these Heidegway clothing that are made out of, that are woven in that? And I said, yeah. 
says, do you see the name of the person who made that? And I said, wow, yeah, it's a Humphreys. You know, spelt the same way we're spelt. So I said to the lady, who made that? And the lady said, well, there's Humphreys on this reserve. And I got thinking, I didn't know that. So where does she live? So she just couple blocks down that way so we go down that way and uh, I finally find the house and, and I begin to walk up to the door and the lady opens the door and says what do you want and I all I wanted was just to say my name is James Paul Humphreys and if you happen to be a rich relative I need to get to know you and if you're not I, no I didn't say that <laughs> so she opens the door and then she goes and sits down I'm standing at the door does that mean come on in does that mean, what does that mean? So I just come on. Then I got thinking as we got talking about it, I told her that we make booklets and write and see my name is Humphreys on there. And she said, well, I like to have some of those. So then I went out and got my wife, who is a, you know, a Humphreys, and my granddaughter, who is a Humphreys, and my daughter-in-law, who is a Humphrey. And now we're all in the house and uh, just sharing about what God has done and handing out booklets, things like that. And, uh, and this little doll with the clothing on it was $750 to buy that, and I didn't buy it. So uh, I, didn't, I know you didn't need a sermon illustration that bad. But, um, but you just continue that as we continued on. And then while, meanwhile, I was in a church months ago that said, you know, it'd be nice if you could read these songs on, or these booklets and make an MP4 of them. I think that's right, or MP3 or whatever it is. And, and I've kind of talked to some people, and, and I don't like reading in the best of times. And so, so then we go uh, to my son-in-law, and my daughter-in-law comes up to me and says, oh, do you know that I've been making videos and soundtracks and all these things, and I have all this. Can I make them for you, Dad? And so the lady who had asked us in a church a few months before said, my eyes are not good, but I'd like to hear the story. Could you make it on uh, an MP4 and put it on our website? And I said, well, we could. We could find the people. But God was going along, and I didn't know it was going to be my daughter-in-law. And not only did she make a, a sound track, where I now read it, but also she made an entire video. So now <laughs> uh, uh, David's song is, will be put it up soon in video. Can you see the hand of God as, you're, as you begin to say, hey, I'm open to renewal, Lord, because that's the way I used to be when I was one of those Jesus freaks. You know, you just believe God was going to do anything and everywhere. I mean, you remember those old days, right? No, you're not that old. <laughs> just check. Oh, prairie fire. Okay, that's good too. So then we have all this happening, and so then we... We, we have to take the ferry back, and it's an eight-hour ferry. And I, Colwyn was very excited about this because Colwyn has never been on a cruise ship. And she thought this is probably going to be the closest because we got a bedroom with a window in it, and uh, they serve meals. On, so she's excited. You're wondering why I finally took her on an eight-hour cruise ship with meals, hospitality, her own bedroom uh, with washing that. So she's, she's really excited about cruise ships now. And uh, so then we get to, you know, uh, Jasper on the way back. And as we're wandering around, there's a lady and a husband who, who we just are sitting there. So we start talking to them. 
course, they're Christians. They love the Lord. Talked about, you know, different things. And, and the husband was just turned upside down with excitement that he could talk with us. Then we get back to Calgary, and Colwyn has been praying, how can we get these books translated? We've had one of them translated into Spanish, but then uh, in talking to this pastor, the pastor comes up and says, oh, we have translators down in Mexico that do this also full-time. Can we just give them the books? We'll take care of it all, look after it. So now we got translators of, of even for the Nicodemus and Ruth. And then one last little thing. Uh, we, we get to Musaman, and as we were staying overnight, and we check out, and I got one set of books left, okay? We put these together in sets, all, all six sets. And, and you know, I seem to attract rowdy children. Do you know, like, if you sit on an airplane, there's going to be the one behind you who's kicking the seat or sitting beside, you know what I'm talking about? Anyone know what I'm talking about? I'm past the lose your mind with your own kids, and I try to avoid rowdiness. And so, so we get down to have our breakfast, and this kid is walking around, touching everything, all the food, never stop talking, and I'm thinking, got to get out of here. So we eat our breakfast and move on, because we're polite, because we're Christians, right? Not even know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I get out of there, check out, and I still got this one set of books. While we're driving on, I'm thinking, Lord, we're almost at the end of our trip, and I got one set of books. Who is it for? Right? Because you got to be praying. So we get into Brandon to fuel up with gasoline, and guess what? In comes this kid, this rowdy kid. <laughs> Okay, Lord, I get it. I get it already. He's the guy, right? So I talked to his mom, because now there's a stranger talking to his kid, which you're not allowed to do. And I says, I got all these books. And he said, well, we're on our way to northern Ontario someplace to a camp, and all our family is going to be there, and they will all love the children's books and coloring books. So they took. So, you know... And the reason why I want to share all that, because I believe that when, when, when uh, Paul talks to Titus, that there needs to be a renewing of the Holy Spirit. And I think not just a renewing of the Holy Spirit where we jump up, praise the Lord, hallelujah, but a renewing of the Holy Spirit where we walk in the Spirit, when we are guided by the Spirit, that we, we get up in the morning and say, Spirit of God, what do you want to do today? And that's what Paul was trying to say to Titus. And if you go over to Titus chapter 3, he's going to talk about this. And I just want to read the verses first, and then we're going to go back and just highlight some of these things. Chapter 3, verse 4, it says, But when the kindness of the love of God, our Savior towards man, appeared, not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Spirit, who he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being, or that having been justified by grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who are, have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works, 
These things are good and profitable to men. Think about that last little line. These things are good and profitable to men. And what is good and profitable to men is to have the renewing of the Spirit in our lives. To be walking in an abundance of the Holy Spirit. I've been around for a long time now. Well, not a long time, but I'm getting up there. I've come through the Jesus People movement, the Charismatic movement. Um, the, I mean, every movement, the John Wimber you know, movement. I mean, I've, I've been there. And, uh, and received something from each one of them. But I also sometimes realize that there's things that not only I receive, but I've left behind. And as sometimes something new comes on the horizon, we walk away from that which was really important in the past. And one of the things that I believe that, that Paul was trying to say to the church, because he says it to, uh, to Titus, when he writes him this letter, he, he sends it to the church in Crete, and there could be a number of churches he sends to them, to the leaders. See, he's not only going to send it to, to uh, uh, Titus, but he's sending the letter to the leaders, those of you who are church leaders sitting here today. This is not to try to, to put down the church, but Paul wanted to elevate the church even into a greater walk of the Holy Spirit, to the work of the Holy Spirit. I've had people in the Steinbach area have, where I tell them that, you know, what the Spirit of God has been doing, and sometimes they'll say to me, does he still do that? As of, you know, been there, done that? Is that really what we should be and where we should be? If there's something that I believe that COVID should have done to all of us has brought us into a deeper walk of the Holy Spirit. Because we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do much of anything. We hopefully had more time to reflect and hear what God was saying. And here, for us, the ministry of Project Lands has quadrupled in size during this period of time. And he goes on. He says, not only set, he tells the leadership to set these things in order. I think, and I'm not picking on any type of church, but maybe we're in a season now across Canada where the leadership needs to go back and set things back in order. Some things that maybe have been left that were part of the original foundation. I don't know. Not trying to throw any sticks or stones, but that's what Paul is trying to say to Titus. And he says, not only that, fix what is lacking in, in, in chapter 1, verse 5. Begin to build the church up with sound doctrine in, in chapter 2, verse 1. Begin to bring in soundness of the people in the church again. Chapter 2, verse 8. Purify a special people. Chapter 2, verse 4. You know, take time to remember once where you were. Chapter 3, verse 3. See, he's leading them on and he's saying to the church, hey, before we get to our scriptures, I want to tell you that there needs to be something we need to come back to. I hope today that as we end this message, we're going to say, yeah, I've kind of slipped back a little bit. I've kind of fallen back on some areas today. Oh, I, I, not that I've gone out and done all kinds of sin, but how is the walk in the Spirit going? How is the daily walk? Are we walking in our own strength or are we walking in God's Spirit?
That's the question I'm asking, and, and that's why these two testimonies, because these two things have powerfully happened by walking in the Spirit of God and by praying. If our eyes, Victor, you sang a song. I, I should have wrote down the name of that where it talked about, you know, that we may see and have faith to see, that one song. Because if we're not looking, we're not going to see. If we're not preparing, it's not going to happen. And that's what I want to renew. I, I'm preaching this to myself. I want to be renewed that while I'm looking and while I'm asking God to move by his Holy Spirit, that I will see again. That the scales on my eyes will fall off and the wax in my ears will come out and I will hear what the Spirit of God is trying to do in my life. Do you know what I'm talking about? You may not be at that place. I'm, I have been at that place. Because we can always be busy being busy. We can always be active in all kinds of things. We can always be a religious person. But are we a spirit-filled person day in and day out? So Paul is going to, in these verses 4 to 6, exhort us on several areas that we need to be exhorted of as individuals and as a body. The first thing he exhorts us in is this whole area of kindness and love. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior towards man, appeared, we need to get back and remember, this is what God did. He poured forth kindness and love. And because of his kindness and love, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. It wasn't something we did or something we could muster up, but the, being able to re, be renewed in the Holy Spirit comes through the kindness and love of God. When you're walking in the Spirit of God, you're walking in His kindness and His love. Amen? You know what I mean? That's why that little kid that could drive you nuts all of a sudden, you know, comes up to you in the gas station. I couldn't believe it. I think my eyes could have popped out of my head. He's here. And then you have that little voice. You, you know, you always hate that still, small voice, right? When the Holy Spirit says, yeah, but I died for him and loved him too. I got it, Lord. I got it. You know? And I know we're not, kids are not allowed to talk to strangers. I got that, Lord. So I went to his mom, <laughs> you know, and she says, go for it. Who knows? Wouldn't it be neat if that little guy is in heaven and he runs up to you one day and says, thank you for giving me those little booklets to show, my, show me the way to Jesus. I'm encouraging truck drivers. I'm encouraging everybody. You don't, not buy these books. Use Bibles. Do whatever. Put a stack of them in your car. And wherever you go. See, my vision for these little booklets, you know, when you get older, you have to use the washroom a lot more. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And I've noticed that in every washroom, they have a hook on the back of the door. Do you notice that our little booklets have holes in them so you can hang them? Ah, see, the Holy Spirit knows. You know, so if you're a truck driver, you're a washroom user-upper, wherever you go, put them in your car. Because God may use it. Amen? Can he do that? But if we're not prepared... You know what I'm talking about. Some of you have gone out prepared in the morning and said, pray that God would do something powerful, and then God does it. You're almost shocked. But that's the daily walk he wants us to have. That's what Paul was saying. Get renewed. I exhort you to understand the kindness and love of God one more time. God loves people. 
He loves relationships. Secondly, he exhorts us to realize it's not in our works of righteousness. Look what he says. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. You know, I have, I know this is being broadcast, and, and I need to be careful how I say this, but we have people groups around here that walk, walk in law righteousness. I, I've got to be gentle here. And I've had a number of them come up to me and say, you know, it's just not working, lock, walking in the law righteousness. You know, where they do it themselves and their own righteousness, and hopefully if they do enough of their own righteousness, they'll get into heaven. So they're inviting us to come over and say, there's something different about you and call when. And I said, yeah, it's grace righteousness. It's by grace we are saved. It's not of ourselves. Because otherwise we'd boast, wouldn't we? And Paul is bringing it up here. Because he's, he's talking, he knows probably to Jews, and saying, hey, it's not your works of righteousness. It's not your works of righteousness that's going to count. It's not your self-righteousness, your law righteousness, and your grace righteousness is what is, what is needed. But so often we walk in self-righteousness. We walk in law righteousness. Sometimes when we get out and we get out and we go out to the daytime, we're walking in self-righteous. Look at me. Look what I've done. Look what, you know. No, you've done nothing. It's me flowing through you that has done all things. And that's why, you know, getting into the place of being renewed by God, you know, that he goes on here and says, that, but according to his mercy, he has saved us through the washing of regeneration. He has saved it. So now he reminds, he's reminding the church. Please understand this. He's reminding the church about how he loves us and how he's kind to us and how he shows us mercy. And it's been because of all that that we have been saved and that not only are we saved, but it's through the washing of regeneration. That means there's a constant something that's going to go on. And if you don't put your clothes in the laundromat once in a while, or wherever it is, you're going to stink. And there's a lot of people out there that go to church nowadays that kind of have a, they don't have a sweet-smelling aroma about them in the spirit. They have another worldly aroma about them. I said that looking that way because I didn't want any of you look thinking I'm looking at you. Okay. Sorry about those of you who are watching. But you know what I'm talking about? You're still allowed to say amen here once in a while, right? Okay. Whew. I didn't hear very many of them today. <laughs> but we're to come to the place that we're realizing that we need to be washed and renewed daily. I need to come to that place. People, I'm sitting with you right now. I'm just giving you a testimony of what I've been walking through and saying, Lord, instead of talking about the, all those good old days, those good old things, those good times that we had, everybody's got them, right? But you ever wonder what happened to the first love? I've got a lot of good old days. I could write a book on the good old... In fact, maybe I did write a book on the good old days. But what about today? What about in the midst of COVID? What about in monkeypox and all those things that are going on? Are you, are you getting overwhelmed by the news? 
Are we living in the bad old days or are we living in the good old days where there is a renewing and washing going on? And I will say to you, that's what's happening. And if we don't open up our eyes and clean out the wax from our ears, we're going to miss it. The power of God is moving and saving people all around the world. You know, uh, Franklin Graham is putting on some seminars uh, in October. Unfortunately, there's none around here, either Halifax, Toronto, or Calgary, where he is believing that the Canada, this is the year for Canada, to get renewed and come back, and, and the salvation will break out across our country. Do we believe that? Because a lot of people are prophesying that. He's not the only one. But God wants to do something afresh and anew. And how is he going to get it, do it afresh and anew if we are not willing to be renewed ourselves? It won't happen. I want to become that crazy Christian again that drives people nuts. I mean, I'm still there probably. This is time for you to say amen. Okay. Just want to, she's only allowed two per service because she can embarrass me. But, uh, but we need to go on in the renewing, the washing, the regenerating. Oh, God, I need to be regenerated today. It's not just good enough to be a spectator anymore. He comes for a church without spot or wrinkled, washed in the blood of the Lamb. I didn't write that. And the only thing I can do is stand before him and say, okay, well, hey, Lord, start doing the washing. When I was out in Haidegui, you know, a lot of people don't carry cash with them anymore. Stop that. Stop that. Put $100 in your wallet and be ready to give it away at any time. You know, we like to be able to say, well, I didn't bring money to church today, and I didn't, you know, you don't have a machine, and you know, My wife and I have a policy. I want $100 cash in her wallet and my wallet at all times, if it's possible. So I'm going through a grocery store lineup, and I meet a chief, and he says, hi, I'm a chief. Or he didn't say it. The lady at the till said, he's a chief of one of the tribes. And I said, oh, that's neat. I'd like to meet a chief. And he said, well, who are you? Well, I'm a pastor. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. I'm a pastor. I believe in the word of God. And the lady behind the till, after he'd gone by, said to me, you know, I was just at the church on the weekend, and I only needed a few dollars to buy a few groceries to get through to the end of the week. And the church said, no, we won't help you. No, no, that ain't going to happen. Not on my watch. So guess what? I got cash and I got books in the car. I go out the car. I get a bunch of books together, put them in there, stuff some cash in there, walk back in quietly, just put it over in her hand. I said, I just wanted to bless you. She just about fell apart. Because that's what Christianity is all about. Being renewed by the Spirit and be willing to give away when you're called upon. Oh, but she could do this or do that or she could have smoked it up. I don't, that's not my problem. 
My problem is being renewed to the spirit that I can hear what the spirit is saying, that I can see what the spirit is doing and become part of it. And I love it. I love it. You hear what I'm saying? That's what renewing. Renewing is more than just being spiritual on Sunday. Oh, you know, get the hype up and hallelujah, ding, you know, whatever. Renewing is walking in the Spirit all week long. I'm wondering by the end of this sermon, how many of you are going to commit and say, okay, Lord, when I leave this building, thy will be done here on earth as it is already in heaven in my life. And how do you want to do that today? Will it be a rowdy little kid? Will it be somebody in the grocery store line? Will it be somebody on our cruise ship? Even though it was a ferry. But I like the idea of a cruise ship. Will it be a neighbor? Who will it be, O oh Lord, that you're wanting to wash and to cleanse and renew? So we not only we have this washing renewal, but then it goes on washing and renewing and what? And that same verse because we got that end, as he's washing and uh, washing of the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Paul was trying to tell Titus, tell the church, get back to washing again and get back to renewing of the Holy Spirit. See, what changed the world, the known world at that time, was the power of the Holy Spirit. See, the whole world had lots of spirits. Oh, they were all over the place. You want to go to any of these cities that Paul went to? They had monuments. They had all kinds of things all over the place. When you go over to India, they got temples that are got a thousand spirits on them. Call when you go to her country, there is all kinds of spirits. But what they need to realize, and it was interesting when I was talking to the, and we need to pray for the Haida people. Very dark out there. Very dark. I'm almost tempted. I was actually thinking of some of you younger guys. You know, we need to go out there and do about two or three weeks worth of tent meetings and believe God can do something powerful. Like, why not? Why not? But it's just interesting. As I was out there, I was talking to a man in the store. See, now I'm on this thing. You can't shut me up, okay? And I'm talking to the man. Because I had learned in Call Wind's language... That when there is all kinds of spirits in their culture or in their tradition, what I have learned, that every one of these culture groups have a name for the supreme spirit. And I got thinking. So I asked this guy. I said, do you speak the Haidegui language? And he said, yes. You have, I mean, they have masks. They had all kinds, like, Everywhere. All kinds of things that they are connected to, to find spirits. And it's usually in creation. They worship the creation more than the creator. That, that's exactly that verse. But I said to him, is there something that when all that doesn't work? He says, yeah, we do have a name. I said, could you write it down on a piece of paper? And he said, when all doesn't work, we have a supreme creator who has made all the heavens and the earth, and we can go to him. 
Now the question is, why don't you go to him first? Well, the nature of man is that we want to try our own ways, our own abilities, try everything else first, and then we'll talk to God last. But that triggered something powerful in me because I just got thinking, can I show you by my life, by my testimony, that the supreme God lives today and is willing to deliver, is willing to set free? Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to, <laughs> to spend all kinds of money out there and go out there? It's going to cost a fortune. And have some meetings for a couple weeks and show, and show forth in a dark area that the supreme creator, God Almighty, is alive and well. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Paul wanted to say to us. That there is, he not only says that, he says, he says, through the washing and regeneration, renewing of the Holy Spirit. And so the church needed a renewing of the Holy Spirit. I hope that every place that I preach, that the local churches that I preach in, we will go out into the communities and turn the place upside down. I think Landmark needs to be turned upside down. We gotta stop fishing in the fishing boat and start casting the net on the outside. Are we okay with that? Go door to door, you know. I'm glad that someone said, you know, you're like a Jehovah Witness, you go door to door. Hey, I'm in there. Because they have learned when you go out and you go out on the highways and byways like Jesus says and compel them to come in, not all will come, but some will. But how would they come? How would they know, Paul says in Romans, unless someone goes and tells them? He goes on, and he not only says he exhorts it in that, but look what he says in verse 6. Whom he poured out. Notice it says, whom he poured out. Who? Jesus Christ poured out the Holy Spirit abundantly. You mean there's more? There's a lot more. What we may have experienced in our little revival times was exciting. Amen? But there's more. There's more. When I got home, you know what the first thing I said to Coleman? Can we go again? I had so much fun, so much joy of just driving around and seeing what the Lord is going to do today. Because there's more. There's more. There's more. Well, he exhorts them not only to see that there's more abundantly. And if you go over to Romans chapter 5, how do we know? Romans 5, 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint. Are you hoping for more? Are you hoping for more? Because it does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts how? By the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Whoo! There's more. There's more. There's more. All to Jesus' eyes of surrender, but there's more. There's more. He goes on in our scripture here that we're talking in Titus and exhorts him not only to realize that there's more hope and there's more, that he will justify 
Verse 7 says, that having been justified by grace, we have become heirs. See, now we're joint heirs. See, he doesn't say that just pouring it out. But now you're joint heirs with Jesus. There's more. There's more. You know, to go into a restaurant and have a lady and her husband come out afterwards and hand you $200 cash and then come back to you one second later and say, I didn't give you enough. And then apologize, saying, I wish I had more. Is that our God? Yeah. Because we're heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We do what we do because of our hope in eternal life. I don't know about you, but I want all of Landmark to have a hope of eternal life. I want all of Richer. I want all of St. Anne. I want the Holy Spirit to pour on these places, Steinbach, wherever, and turn them upside down and to do whatever he has to do to get their attention. I'm in. And if that means going door to door with these booklets or put them in my car or, and you say, well, are the booklets important? No, they're not, but they're just a tool to get the conversation going. Because sometimes we, we can't know where to start the conversation. So when I hand out these booklets, people say to me, well, what are these? Then it gets the conversation going. Well, they're, they're books about Jesus. They're, they're talking about Jesus and how you can make a commitment. It just leads right nice into it. I'm almost apologetic sometimes when I'm handing them out. Well, they're Christian booklets. And people will say to me, well, I'm not a Christian, but can I still have some? Go for it. Do you notice that in the Bible, that when there was a planting of the seed, that the four soils, Jesus nowhere says, only plant in one soil. Nowhere. He said, keep broadcasting. Some will fall on the rocks. That's true. Some will fall on hard ground. That's true. Some will fall in the weeds. But there is some that's going to fall into good ground. And produce many fold. People always say, well, you're doing this and doing that. People are going to throw in the garbage can. People are going to. And so they, they justify for doing nothing because they're afraid what the end result is. I'm not afraid what the end result is. I just need to be busy about my father's will and just keep broadcasting. And as he does, he will keep bringing about a harvest. Our last thing that he exhorts us in is in, is in the uh, verse um, verse 8 here, where he encourages them. He says, these things, these faithful sayings, am I saying something faithful about God today? Is it faithful? Some of you are not going to like it, and you're going to walk on, oh, whatever. No, I'm not afraid. It's faithful. These are faithful sayings. What is the faithful sayings? Hey, keep being regenerated. Keep have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Keep moving on. You know, if you're cold now, get refired. If you have stopped moving, get moving. Whatever it may be, let it be. Yeah, but you don't know. You know, I'm retired now, and I don't have to. You know, we're leaving it to the younger generation. When you say that, I want to run just in case lightning comes down through the roof. What God wants in his church more than anything else right now is seniors. Because we can tell a testimony how God, how God has provided the way.
the truth, and the life. Amen? We need to be out there. These are faithful sayings. We need to be telling, like Paul, who is old, saying to Timothy, Timothy, this is faithful. Let me tell you. And Timothy's probably, or not, Titus is probably thinking, yeah, but did you look what happened to your life, Paul? I mean, you're only shipwrecked, beaten, stoned, and everything else left to die. Uh, that's, but it's still faithful, Paul says. God was with me. These things I want, or I want you to affirm constantly. I want you to affirm constantly. I want you to affirm constantly. That means continuously, day in and day out, that our God regenerates and our God fills us with his spirit. That those who have been being in God should be careful to maintain good works, or if you don't like that word, good service. And these things are good and profitable. These things, Paul was saying to Titus, are good and profitable. A lot of us look at things concerning profitability. Right? We all have a businessman type thing in our heart. What's the profit? What's the fruit from it? Paul gives us one that says, you want some profitability? Walk in the power of God. You'll never regret it. I wish I could go away for another three weeks, four weeks, months, or whatever. Because COVID has forgotten, has got me to the place that I have forgotten how the Spirit of God really wants to move. Oh, we've been seeing, we've been doing our religious duty. We've been kind of a little bit connected, but the thing is, do you really want the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Do you really want that shakening up inside? So I'm as we close now, I, I'm, I'm going to ask that two things. One is that I want to pray for those of you who, who just want to, as we close in the service, slip up their hands and say, yeah, I need a renewing of the Spirit. And the second thing is I'm hoping that pastors and leaders will have a moment to pray for Colwyn and I because we want to continue in hearing what the Spirit has to say to us, and to his churches. Amen? A pastor said to me, a couple of them, and I'm not sure if it's a prophetic word, but I believe it. I, I wasn't convinced a long time ago, but someone, a couple pastors who've gone home to be with the Lord prophetically said to me, you know, God's going to take it. He wants to hand out over a million copies of these things to touch lives all across Canada. If that's the Lord's will, then we want to be there. But he get all the glory. Amen. Let's stand as we close in this song. And Brother Victor, I'm just going to encourage people here too. I know you've had altar calls and other things. But if this message has hit you, and you know you need a renewing. Let's just gather around the throne. Let's, I don't want to have to beg you. I don't want to. I'm coming too. Okay? Yeah, that's me, Pastor. I, I'm, I'm here. Just 
come now so we can pray one for another? I don't know what that all means in your life, but something the Holy Spirit has connected with you on that it's been something that has got left on the shelf and now the Holy Spirit said, hey, it's time for some regeneration, time for some renewing. Here am I, Lord, use me. Here am I for Landmark. Here am I for my country. Whatever it is, here we are. There's others, you come on up. If not, we're just gonna take some time to pray. Victor's gonna lead us in the song and then after we pray with one another, there'll be a, a closing time. And uh, hopefully if there's a few that wanna pray for us. But I thank, thank you that the Holy Spirit is, I'm not saying he's not doing it all with all of us, but sometimes it's just a step of faith where we step out and say, okay, God, I, I, I want to make more than just words. I want to put some action to it. And, and that's what we're doing right now.